Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. A very good morning to you. Welcome to, surely you're counting. What day is it today? Anybody know? Day 15 and day eight. Wow, things are moving along. Yoga teacher training. That's what we're doing here. And you experienced the rapé ceremony last night. Is this true? So much movement happening. Good to see you all. I'm going to share with you the themes of today. The theme of today is life is meaningful. Life has meaning. That's the theme. The opposite of that, life has no meaning. And to explore these two distinctions, these two experiences that we can have. I wanna revisit two distinctions I offered you the first day, if you remember. When we gathered, I'm inherently good. That's not true. And we've been un attempting to unpack those distinctions during our time. And perhaps you're starting to get a good sense of the strategies that leave you in a place where you're not so good. You're not so good towards yourself. You're not so good towards people you say you care about. Perhaps you're starting to understand that. The practices and strategies you have that keep you contained and out of sorts and disjointed and behaving in ways that are erratic and unpredictable where you're oriented towards short-term gains and protection and it's all about you. And even though you say it's about other people, only to get something from them. When we're tangled up in some of these strategies and practices we have. But we're not so good. It's all about control and manipulation. And domination. And getting things. Our terms, our ways. On our timeline. And perhaps you're also starting to understand how difficult it is to be a good person. It's very difficult. In the absence of strategies and all this nonsense that we can pile on top of ourselves, it's very difficult to be a good person. And if you've tried, you know what I'm speaking about. Consistently, very difficult. Because where you're at your best is where you're aligned with your values. Where you're at your best is where you're aligned with your values. That means you have to understand your values. And you also have to understand what the hindrances are that stand in the way of your values. That's what we've been unpacking and exploring during our time here. And you're starting to understand how often you use your strategies to keep yourself safe in this world. And if you're using your strategies, you're not aligned with your values. 
if you're not aligned with your values, consider you're not being a good person, which is a lot to take on for obvious reasons. But the idea is to confront yourself as you are, to be as real as you can with yourself and to start to feel into what your real experience is because that's where change will happen. At some point you get so fed up of feeling however you've been feeling that you want to make a change. That you're tired of feeling fearful and shameful and sad and guilty and disjointed in various different ways. It's like, okay, I've had enough of feeling this way. And I'll make some changes in my life. And that's the attempt because in that change is where meaning is. That very place is where meaning is. That you make change the most meaningful thing in your life. Then you have meaning. That's a beautiful thing. The consideration is if you're not willing to change, you have no meaning. You have no access to positive emotions. And in the absence of positive emotions, you know what's waiting for you. You've already lived it. That's why there's such relevance to attempting to make change and to do that where you're suffering the most <clears throat> that's where you have meaning you don't want that anymore and you want something other than that much more i'm going to walk you through some distinctions the first is is life has no meaning when your strengths crush your interests and passions. Life becomes meaningless very quickly. We've been exploring this. What do you rely on more than anything else? What's your strengths? And our strengths have a way of crushing our interests and passions. There's no room for them because they're the unknown. The unknown is a threat. No, thank you. I won't take that risk. And we continue to rely on strengths. And there's no room to squeeze in things that we're passionate about and interested within. That's the great challenge of our strengths. At some point, they begin to limit us. And you're starting to see this in your life. Your strengths are absolutely limiting you. The more you rely on your strengths, the more you become limited. The more you'll bleed your life of passions and interests until there's nothing left. Suffering is compounded by choosing the wrong kind of meaning. Like impulsive and erratic behavior oriented towards protection and short-term gains. That's what we're after, often pursuing. Protection. That becomes the meaning of life. How do I protect myself because I'm unsafe? And attempting to create short-term gains like attention accolades, some compliment that you're a good person, that you have some semblance of value in somebody's life and they'll keep you around. And if that's true, then maybe you can feel safe. That's the premise of strategies. And so we're chasing the wrong meaning because there's no passion in that. It's a desperate attempt to keep ourselves safe in this world, which never works out very well. 
As a result, your hyperactive intellect combined with your core strategies will leave your body and being underdeveloped. Where your intellect is massive, a big head, and a wee little baby body. Because you refuse to be in it. It doesn't look like that, but it sure the hell feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? Where your intellect, your mind, is the tyrant telling your body what to do, minimizing it at every opportunity to, to keep it weak and to keep you heartless. The very thing we need in this life to live into our passions, our heart, and our heart lives in our body. No access to our body, no heart, no passion, no access to wisdom. That's the strategy of the mind and these attempt and why it's so difficult to live from our strengths. So separated from your values and body, your spirit departs. That comes back to the principle of embodiment, how to get your spirit into your body. You have to be in your body first for that to occur. Otherwise, your spirit departs your body. There's no room for it. There's no welcome. There's no allowance. If you've ever seen The Walking Dead, it's frightening. I've seen that many times. The Walking Dead, there is no spirit. And that kind of life is brutal. It's very, very difficult to pick oneself up every single day and to enter world yet again, spiritless. There's no interest, no passions, relying on strengths, just doing the same thing over and over again, mundane life, no meaning. Shallow and empty, life becomes wrong. Everything's a complaint. <laughs> we complain about ourselves, we complain about other people, we complain about life. And life becomes hellish. Hell on earth, absolutely. And if you've been in the presence of that, you know what I'm speaking about. Whoa. There's a level of brutality around that that is mm, tangible. Even worse, you know you've done it to yourself. And there is no escaping that. And that is very difficult to live with, knowing that you've done this to yourself. Or you've bled yourself of your interests, your passions, your spirit. And that realization always visits at some point. Somewhere in life. Often on somebody's deathbed. And so the idea is not to live into that more than you have been because you have been and it has heavy consequences attached to it. And so the idea is to keep waking yourself up here as much as you can to see as much as yourself as you possibly can and embrace who you've become. And only from that place of acceptance is change possible. It's okay, I accept myself, I accept this, who I've become. And who I am has some problems. 
I admit to those problems and I want those problems to be different. That's a therapeutic environment when you're able to do that. Admit you have a problem, want it to be different and make the effort to change. That's what this practice is so beautiful, the practice of yoga. It is teaching us to change. It's so therapeutic if it's used properly. I've been sharing with you over the last several days a mindset, a fixed mindset I've been curious about and exploring. I'll share some more with you this morning. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> the fixed mindset that I, one of the fixed mindsets I have is what I have will soon be lost. I've been sharing that with you and how that can leave me feeling unsafe and panicked and hysterical in my own way. And the strategy I've used to counter that fixed mindset is perfectionism. If I'm perfect, if I have everything in line, nothing will be lost. I'll have it all figured out. There'll be no problems. Nothing could possibly be taken from me if it's perfect. So that fixed mindset aligned with that strategy fuels this relentlessness I have. Where I'll sacrifice everything. And I literally mean that, everything. And there's a particular strength oriented towards that, that I appreciate. Like, and I hold a lot and I'm ferocious. <laughs> and that's how I've been successful in various different realms of my life, is being relentless about what it is I'm doing and sacrifice whatever I have to sacrifice to be successful. One of the sacrifices for me is relationship. That I'll sacrifice relationships. Which conflicts with my teaching approach. Because my teaching approach is oriented towards relationships. Have you noticed that? <laughs> and I have a great interest around relationships. Because I was so poor at relationships. I could barely stand myself and people. And that was for a very long time. I was like horrified of relationships and did everything I could to stay out of them. And just be in them long enough to get what I felt I needed in the moment. And how that left me devastated and lonely in so many different ways. And so my teaching approach is oriented towards relationship, my relationship to relationships. And so if I let my strengths, like my relentlessness and my perfectionism and the way in which I can hold things, if I allow that to take up much of my space, unconstrained, I'll sacrifice my relationships. And what will end up happening is I won't be in relationship. And how that conflicts with my teaching approach and I just be up here, a standing hypocrite, attempting to teach people to stay in relationships when I can't do that myself. And how strange that is. And so it's quite the balance and how to strike that balance. That I've been successful in a particular way in my life. 
but it's also cost me a lot. And if I continue to do that, I know what's waiting for me. And it's called pain and suffering, being disjointed and out of sorts and conflicted in other areas of my life, like teaching. And that's how our strengths can squeeze out our interests and passions. I have a lot of attention on that because I'm very interested and very passionate about my teaching. And it's very difficult for me to strike that right balance. And so both have meaning. <laughs> I want to be successful. And I certainly want to be successful with my interests and passions. And so that's the game I'm playing right now in my life of how to work this out. And I have no idea how that's going to go. Because <laughs> I'm deeply concerned about losing everything I have. All the while fumbling forward towards something that I'm passionate about. And I think that's true for each of us. In our own unique way. I want to share some distinctions with you. Life is meaningful. You need to know and understand the dark forces you're up against to even stand a chance. And those dark forces are you and they live within you. We've been exploring them for the last week, couple of weeks. There's dark forces that live within, within you that want nothing good for you. Your core suffering. There's no greater example than that. Your core suffering. You've got that, you understand your dark forces. And how they have tormented you your entire life, or close to, I'll say. It's your integrated aggression combined with your values that give rise to your interest and meaning. But you have to get your dark forces integrated that give rise to your aggression. Unintegrated, you'll just make life meaningless because you'll wreck everything you hold near and dear, including your relationships, from being disintegrated, playing out your strategies and then yelling at people or whatever you do. If you're able to integrate your aggression, we've been speaking about this certainly yesterday, it gives rise to you being assertive so you can assert your values, which are key and fundamental. Your values, your needs. Where you can build those boundaries for yourself and so you can take care of yourself. And so integrating your aggression is a key element to that. Because without it, you don't take care of yourself and you know it. Once established, you're dangerous. Ah, once established, you're dangerous and have nobility on your side to contend with suffering malevolence. You have to be that, not only for yourself, but in this world. There's a lot we have to contend with. You're dark forces, and you have to be dangerous to be able to even contend with that. It's like, I know you, and I'm going to confront you, you son of a bitch. And we're going to grapple and tangle with each other for a bit. And you got to be a force for that to occur or you'll never do it. 
And if you have your values on your side, then it's a noble fight. And how important that is, that you're fighting for something and it's called your meaning. The very place your interests and passions live. Those are aligned to your values. You can easily say your interests and passions choose you. <laughs> Born out of your values. And if we're not aligned to our values, we're not aligned to our interests and passions. That's the consideration. From there, you must be armed with the proper practices that orient towards being a force of good in your world. Your world. And what a world you have. Your world from your skin in. That's a mysterious world and a wonderful world to be in. And then all the relationships you've placed yourself in. And there's many of them. Many, many, many. You make your relationship to yourself better, to your family better, to your friends better, to your work better, the ways in which you take care of yourself better. That's your world. And that ripple effect is immense. That's what's so brilliant about teaching yoga. That the ripple effect is immense. You teach 20 people, let's say in a class, and they have a meaningful experience with you. Where do they take that? Right back into their life. Where they touch their family and friends and co-workers and so on and so forth. And the sphere of influence you have is immense. Thousands of people you can touch through one class. It's unbelievable. And what an enormous responsibility you hold. And you're not simply teaching them yoga poses. My hope is you can see past that. <clears throat> you're teaching them to be a human being. You're either teaching them to <clears throat> rely on their strategies and the ways in which to ma manipulate and to control, how to practice their fixed mindsets, how to stay away from people. Because you feel unsafe with women or you feel unsafe with men, you feel unsafe in your own body. You're the teaching that, which is quite common, I can assure you, or you're teaching vulnerability and how to grapple with yourself and take on real life situations, not to hide yourself nor protect, but to reveal yourself and to be as upfront you can, as you can with the life that you have. You don't have it all figured out where you're attempting to sort yourself out. You teach that, that's an incredible way of teaching. It's through vulnerability when you're most united with yourself and where life is most meaningful. Most united and most meaningful. Ah. The premise of this program to highlight the dark forces that live within and what you're up against and how to pursue something other than that, which is the best side of you, your values. To know what hell is, your own personal hell, how you get there. And when you're there, 
to get yourself out as quickly as possible. We're mapping how you get in. And once you have the map to get in, you also have the way out. And that's what we're attempting to do here. So what are you orienting yourself towards? You have a good sense, especially yesterday after doing your worksheets, you have language that defines your dark forces. And so you have a good sense of that. <clears throat> and what are you pursuing? What's the opposite of that? What's the value that you find deep meaning in that you'd like to have more of in your life? Who's got something to say about that? Interesting question. Honesty with myself. Okay, honesty. Very good. Thank you for that. What stands up and out within you and your experience? What do you want more of in your life that you know would be good for you? Stability. Stability. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who else? What do you got? You have to choose your meaning. Just think about that. Whoa, talk about freedom. What do you got? Thank you. Vulnerability. Thank you. It's a big thing saying it out loud. It's a big thing. Self-love. Thank you for that. Got to get out of the vague. Put something out in front of you that you could pursue. We've talked about that too. The problem with that is you now know what success looks like. When you have it and when you don't. And that's good to do that. Who else? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. In sense, there is more time, but taking time. Yeah, yeah. Not stressing. Long time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So time and taking care of yourself within that time, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Sounds nice. Okay. Who else? Thank you. Self-care. Self-care. Thank you for that. Very good. Want to have something. Want to have something. Then you can practice towards something. If you're not putting anything outside, up, up and out in front of you, you have nothing to pursue. What you'll rely on is your strengths. You know the risk of that. The risk is no positive emotions. You won't get what you want. So let today and the practice in front of you be a very meaningful endeavor. Otherwise, they're meaningless. Just going through the motions. 
pretending that you're doing something good for yourself. Do not cloak yourself in that deception. Vision, practice, change. You ready for that, people? Looks like it. Okay. Let it be so. It is mat time.